ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. Welcome to an instant react. Chaps Chat Cats. Uh, as Johnny Larkin and I dive into about 20-ish minutes uh, of instant reaction to a gripping, thrilling, edge-of-your-seat, narrative-busting, monkey-off-the-back, last-gasp, story-redefining win for the Cats. Johnny, uh, how are you feeling? Uh, relieved, excited, <laughs> over the moon, uh, many emotions cascading throughout the body as we speak. As I think for many cats fans as well, that was uh, that was a ride and a half, wasn't it? It was. It was a. It was a ride and a half, and it was rocky. Like it wasn't all plain sailing. Um, you know the the last three four months it's been nothing but wins and a lot of them um by comfortable margins even when challenged um and it was it was it was nerve-wracking from the start john like they got out um to an early lead like how do you think that that is the 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 monkey off the back you know, like, because we heard all week leading in, you know, they're one and eight or whatever it is the last decade in, in first week of finals. And I thought you could see that the boys were tense. As much as some people would say it doesn't matter anything. What did you think? Do you think that's it? That That's that one put to bed? You would hope so. You would definitely hope so. But I'm sure the media will find another a thing to bring into the cat's camp of, you know, negativity around finals. There's always something that they can dig deep into, mm. but um, but yeah, I think that that is a huge monkey off the back. I think big relief as well, and it could set up, you know, for the rest of the finals. Because yeah, as you said, it's it could have been a lot of tension amongst the whole camp going on. Should another qualifying final? Are we going to get through this one? It's been a while, but yeah, it was good to get through it and get through it pretty unscathed apart from college Jasney, but yeah mm. i will endorse 100 that the monkey is off the back and now that they can cruise into the prelim have a good week off and then face mm. either melbourne or brisbane it's it's funny that like james brayshaw said at the end of the call um and i and i will say one of the 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 you know, there's a lot of good takeaways, positive takeaways as a Cats fan. And one of the biggest has to be just how fucking disappointed the Channel 7 commentary team sounded once Geelong put the game away. That, that oh, to me, a... was absolutely fucking delightful because they were in the tank for the Pies all fucking afternoon, John. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They were all over the Pies. I was like, well, I think I watched... I didn't watch the halftime show because I was watching a recap of... The women's game, mm. but uh, it was the first uh, quarter time break and three quarter time break. All they talked about was the pies. It was about, mm. I don't know, how can the pies continue this and doing this and do that? They'll they'll win easily. And what can the cats do? How are the cats gonna fight back from this? Mm. And that was about it. They didn't really talk what much more about the cats. So yeah, it was so satisfying to hear the disappointment in their voices. The, <laughs> 
beloved Magpies and able to conjure up another luck luck based win mm. like at home in front of their fans at a at the away preliminary final that they somehow get at home that they don't deserve and you know it's just it fills my heart with joy to see so many Collingwood fans get their hearts absolutely crushed in a in a vice seeing them bitch on Twitter how the umpires have robbed them of a, another win mm. how um Innovan should have gotten a free kick for an absolute fucking dive in the goal square you know it was yeah my heart's uh, full of joy to see that shit happen yeah, and, and look, I, I want to read, um, Chaps fans, something um, that I wrote to you boys in private inbox. This was sent on Saturday, 27th of August, so last Saturday. My feeling is pies start hot, hold a lead and a lot of momentum at quarter time. The Twitter sphere goes into the usual Geelong finals chokers meltdown. Check, check, check. Um, check. <laughs> the, the house was well and truly on fire on Twitter. Second quarter. I said Scotty had moved the magnets. The Cats gained some ascendancy around the clearances. Collingwood's attempts to move the ball at speed is strangled by Geelong's discipline of team movement uh, down the field. Collingwood Army begins to get a bit restless. I said Geelong would win the second quarter to get things back to level pegging at the half. Check, now, check, check. I felt that the second half, Geelong would get on top and, and run right. I thought we could get on top of them after half time. To their credit... Collingwood um, didn't go away all afternoon. But, John, that's what makes this even more exciting to me, that we were challenged all fucking afternoon, all into the evening. Um, and at every turn down the stretch, we found answers. Tom Atkins, 12 touches in the last quarter. I'll give you his stats in full. 23 touches, which was second most for the Cats. Nine tackles, eight clearances. Um, and 16 contested possessions, which was most on ground. So he's got most contested. He won equal most clearances. He laid equal most tackles on the ground. This guy is a, an absolute legend, Tom Atkins. Absolute legend. And to go along the legends with Selwood and Dangerfield, to see those guys lift and never give up. They never gave up. There was, I've never seen Dangerfield be that desperate for so long. He was just willing himself to get to that ball. Mark O'Connor as well when he came on. Yeah, he, he did a few dodgy things, but still he still just wanted that ball and just went for it. So you can't deny his um, application of what he's doing. But yeah, mm. totally mm. that that was a hard fought win. That was a great hard fought win by the cats and Atkins as well. That was just, he said beast mode. He went into beast mode and helped Will the cats to get over the line. Yeah. What What did you think of um, Jeremy Cameron? Because he, he was a bit of a sharpshooter at times when we needed one, three goals, two. Um, what did you think about Gary Rowan? Maybe even more importantly, like, you know, questions raised throughout the week and, it was as liberated as I've seen Gary Rowan play. It was the, you know, the first half of last year, um, or was it the COVID season? Whatever the season was anyway, where Gary Rowan, you know, kicked the goal after the siren and he first half of the year he was playing lights out and then it faded down the stretch, culminating in the quiet final. 
Today, it was three goals, one, 14 touches, four marks, two tackles, three clearances, a goal assist, seven score involvements, seven contested possessions. He was an absolute beast when Geelong needed him most because Tom Hawkins was held well all day. Yeah, Tom Hawkins was held very well by Dusty Moore. Uh, played him, played on him really well. But I, I think I'll leave Gary Rowan for Monday. I think I'll let Sam let Sam take Gary. <laughs> but I, think, I think that's only fair. Sam's absolute favourite, so I don't. Mm. I will say it was a brilliant game. We've got to let Sam have some time to clean himself up. You know, Sam needed the tissues. He needed boxes of Kleenex during this Gary Rowan extravaganza. Absolutely. So I'm going to, I think it's only fair that we leave a Gary Rowan, um, sure. like 10 minutes, 10 minutes spiel to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeremy Cameron, I tell you what, what a, what a leader he is becoming for the cats. But like, mm. there was so, just some Selwood like moments from Cameron. One of my favorites was his little, um, snap, snap at goal that he went for the snap. It looked like he was going to smash it through goals and just did a little light tap, perfectly placed to Gary Rowan. That was, I don't know how he does that, but how does someone with the full swing of his leg was going through the ball and yet he was able to finesse it like that? It just just boggles the mind how players can do that. And yeah, what a game by him. But isn't it? Isn't it games like this though, John? You know, you know, big qualifying final and that sort of thing. You have, you know, aren't you? Aren't you now sitting there concerned about all the draft picks we gave up for him? Aren't you just really worried? Like, you know, it's times like this qualifying final. You'd prefer to have the draft picks instead of, you know, uh, of Jeremy Cameron, wouldn't you? Absolutely. I mean, I'd rather have many draft picks like um, Gold Coast get. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, Jeremy Cameron. I mean, what a what a waste. What Who wouldn't want to be Gold Coast right now, you know? Like, you'd trade places exactly. in a heartbeat. We're sticking it up the fucking clack of everyone who's fucking come at us across the season. Get fucked. Absolutely. <laughs> Get fucked. Get fucked. Get fucked to oh. AFL media. The Cats are going to fail in the finals. What's No, they're going to be able to stand up in the pressure. Yes, they could. Are they mm. going to be able to break the finals? Who do they did? Um, what else was there? There's just so many. And you know, what do you think of the back line? The back line under waves of pressure all day. Back line, um, ex- extreme again. That was good, good work by back line. There were some moments where they got a bit out of place, but that was just from Collingwood's really, um, really elite ball movement. Mm. Um, but 90% of the time, I thought our defense was on top because Collingwood could have easily been. T- five or six goals ahead at one point. Yeah. But the defence just kept holding in and holding in. And that's the great thing about this Cats team. When other teams feel like they're on top and on top for such a long time, look at the scoreboard and the teams are barely 20 points ahead. I don't think mm. the players reached 20 points ahead at, in the game. And that's, that's it's just satisfying to know that they can have all this dominance opposition team, but they can't get those goals. Just can't. And yeah, the defense was good. Thomas Stewart was the lead. Sam DeConing had a bit of a quiet tish night, but still took really important marks. That Guthrie was fantastic. Mitch Duncan was brilliant. Uh, 
it's at the moment the whole team was just brilliant. Obviously, there were some poor patches, which we'll probably talk on in the actual pod, but yeah, pretty happy. All right. Well, let's let's sort of start to wind things down. Uh, we want to get everyone out of here, let them enjoy the rest of their night, reveling in this. Um, but I, I put out the call on Twitter, like how how is everyone feeling in the in the chaps crew, the chaps army, and I'll just read you some of the responses, Johnny, and feel free to respond to them or build on them. Um, Jordan okay. says says rattled but good. Really felt like we needed to break the quarterfinal hoodoo. Hopefully, the boys play with more confidence from here on. It did feel like a weight. Um, on the shoulders, but it, it's gone now. I would say, um, date. I think um, players like Selwood, um, Hawkins, Dangerfield, Guthrie, uh, mm. all those other players are like, right, that's done. Let's just yeah. get back to what we. We don't have to be this tense, stressing that there's all this narrative in the media about us anymore. Let's just get back to playing good football. Uh, David. Uh, says love beating the pies at the g accompanied with a sign that says uh it's, it's got 2022 written downwards in numbers and it's got two and then the o is for, followed by ld so it's too old too slow too good love it um scaredy cat says exhausted emotionally spent so freaking happy so proud of their efforts campbell Campbell, mate, we needed the meditation music. He says, should trust you boys and the meditation more. Go the catters. Um, I reckon, I reckon there's a... There's yeah. a... Oh, yeah. have been saying just trust us, trust the cats. Look what happens. <laughs> Listen to us. We know what we're talking about. We may be three dickheads in the northeast, but we know what we're talking about as well. Absolutely. I reckon there's a market, John, for next, next year. Maybe we should churn one out the week. A, a, a Chap Chat Cats meditation album. Um, of soothing yep. tracks. Uh, Tom says, shaking but fucking ecstatic. Fraser, just ecstatic. Andrew says, fantastic game of footy, but if that's the best the Pies can play, well, good luck to them. But there's heaps of improvement in us. On that point, John, like a few quiet nights, but it does feel like there's a lot of improvement to come. Like we didn't see the best four quarters out of a lot of our players, and yet you get the win. It feels like there's a lot of gears and levels for, for the cats to ascend to yet, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was definitely wasn't a four-quarter performance by the cats. That was probably a two-quarter, two-and-a-bit-quarter mm. performance. Yeah, as you said, they still got it done. There's still a lot of improvement. I think the younger guys will now have got the taste of a really tight, tense um, at an opposition's home ground mm. um, final out of the way. I think that would relax a bit more in in the next game. I think yeah, there's certainly a lot more relaxed. Game. Definitely. All right, we'll whip through the last few of these. There's actually a bunch. We heard from a lot of you. Stephen Jeffrey says, "Amazing, bring Parfit in though." Do you reckon Parfit gets back in, John, with Collar Jasney going out, or or is what do you think? Do we do do you bring Parfit in? I reckon there might be a spot for him, but again, yeah. where do we put him? It's really tough. It's tough. Um, all right, uh, Glenn says, get fucking in. Uh, Liam says, sick, I'm in WA. My Irish cat's doing me proud over for the next two. Let's have a drinky, boys. Long overdue. Up the chaps chat, cat. Um, Sean says, I'm so relieved. Christine, relieved, tired, bloody proud, mighty cat. T says, I'm pumped. How bloody good was that? Frank Cush, phew. 
Uh, and Gary says, good. Danger game out of the way. All right, that's all we've got time to read out there. It's absolutely massive stuff. Um, Johnny, any last thoughts or we'll just get to the weekend now, get to the rest of the weekend. We've got Celtic and Rangers to watch shortly. Let's bask in this victory. Absolutely. Um, there's, a, there's a lot to bask in. All right. We will be back in your ear holes on Monday night. We'll have a full in-depth recap of this game with myself, Johnny, and Sambo. We'll recap this game, and we'll also recap the AFLW game. The Cats crunching Frio 27-1 to on the road. Just a domination of defensive prowess from the Cats. Uh, and they put it on the scoreboard at the end. So we'll recap that as well. Um, make sure you go on over. If you're not already, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Chuck us a five-star rating. We love those five stars. It fills our bodies up with goodness, John. Doesn't it just make you get all warm and tingly when you see the five-star ratings? Yes. Warm, uh, the, the <laughs> Did you say warm near the loins? Is that what you said? It warms the loins. Yeah. Uh, it warms the loins. <laughs> oh, far out. I, I, I didn't realize how badly I wanted that win until right at the end, when it was really on the line. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, just, just right at the death there. I thought, this is massive. This feels like a fork in the road moment. And we've, we've fucking... Forked it the right way. Go, cats! Go, cats!